Welcome to episode 17 of the Battle Academy podcast. My name is Monica. You may know me in-game as Anthissa or on social media as Anthissa21. There are a lot of interesting things to discuss going on around Go Battle League's unique setup for Season 5, including uh, this week we're going to focus on the Kanto Cup, give a little basic overview, and then talk about... Po- PV poke rankings, as well as GoHub's little guide to Kanto Cup, should be interesting. Plus, considering everything that happened last week with the Little Cup and how it felt like a lot of people were hitting rank 10 really early in one week, there is an article on PokemonGoHub.net asking if rank 10 is meaningless. Basically, just going to go through that really quick and give you my personal opinion on it. I think my opinion varies a little bit from theirs, so we'll see how that plays out. And of course, in the back end of the show, I'm going to change up AP Battle Academy a little bit, uh, where I was going over different tool, uh, excuse me, different terms that you should look at and different battling techniques you should practice we're going to start looking at different tools you can use to build a better team, so to speak. And then, of course, at the very end of the show, your Pokemon of the week. So let's get started with that Kanto Cup, eh? Basically, it's pretty straightforward. Only Gen 1 Pokemon are allowed. This numbers 1 through 151, Bulbasaur to Mewtwo. The Cup plays in the basic Great League format, 1500 CP or lower, and of course, no duplicate Pokemon whatsoever. So no taking two Mewtwo's or whatever you might have. And uh, according to GoHub, Galarian forms and Shadow Pokemon are allowed as well, which Shadow Pokemon pretty much have pretty much not been banned ever by Go Battle League that I know of. I know Sylph Arena bans them sometimes, but as far as I know, Go Battle League has not. They tend to be pretty open about uh, what you can use and what you can't use. I'm going to do the basic overview of what uh, Pokemon Go Hub has listed for their top six Pokemon that you're going to want to get your hands on. Keep in mind, just because a Pokemon sits at the top of a ranking does not mean it's the one to go to. Uh, Basically, just because it's sitting in the first place doesn't mean that should be your best choice, okay? And uh, if you play any Sylph Cup regularly or you play regular Battle League, you probably have some of these already built up. All right, your top six for Kanto are going to be Hypno, Alolan Sandlash, Alolan Marowak, Wigglytuff, Snorlax, and Dragonair. Now, how does this compare to the PV Poke rankings? Well, they say Hypno is number one, and that's about where it is similar. Number two is Lickitung. Number three, Snorlax. Fourth place is the Alolan Marowax. Marowak. And then in fifth is going to be Shadow Snorlax. And sixth place, Alolan Muck. So they do both have two Alolan types, but it's not what you think. Wigglytuff doesn't show up until number nine on PV Poke. And Shadow Dragonair is number 10, as opposed to regular Dragonair, which is number 12. And of course, they do not specify on P- Pokemon Go Hub whether you should use regular Dragonair or, or Shadow Dragonair. So there's that as well. Move set wise, they're saying Hypno should have Fire Punch and Shadow Ball as your charge moves and Confusion as your fast. Whereas PV Poke is saying Confusion, Thunder Punch, and Shadow Ball. So keep in mind, Go Hub is saying this is what your best bet is, but PV Poke is saying. This is what everyone's preference is. 
And with Hypno sitting in the first place, your key wins are going to be against Shadow Machamp, Clefable Machamp, Shadow Hypno, and Primate. Losses are going to be against Alolan Marowak, Wigglytuff, Lapras, Snorlax, and Alolan Sandlash. It's looking to be a very versatile Pokemon. Uh, there are a variety of charge moves to choose from. Nothing really dominates as a choice except Shy Size Shock which is a legacy move for Hypno, so that means you're going to have to Elite TM that. Otherwise, Thunder Punch, Shadow Ball take the next two places, although Shadow Ball is very close to Ice Punch in preference. Uh, Fire Punch, Psychic Focus Blast, Future Sight, and Return being at the end. And of course, Return you're only able to get if you have a Purified Hip. So that's just a look at what is ranked number one. Now, this gets really interesting when you look at the fact that pvpoke.com rankings also have breakdowns. Now, this is overall, and I usually read off of overall because those are the ones you're more than likely going to encounter all the time. Lead-wise, the number one is going to be Alolan Marowak, with number two being Alolan Graveler, Shadow Dragonair, Snorlax, Dragonair, and then Hypno. So those are the kind of leads you can look into running into. Alolan Marowak takes wins against Hypno, Wigglytuff, Alolan Sandlash, Lapras, and Clefable, whereas it loses to Snorlax, Dragonair, Shadow Machamp, Shadow Dragonair, and Shadow Snorlax. So that's just one interesting thing, there's also categories for closers, switches, charges, attackers, and those that are the most consistent. And in each of these categories, the Pokemon changes. Uh, your best closer is going to be Shadow Mewtwo. Your best switch is Hypno. Your best charger is Zapdos. Best attacker is Shadow Gloom. And your best consistency is Shadow Scyther. So it's really interesting to go through those breakdowns and learn which is the top Pokemon where? Now, just because websites say something doesn't mean that's what you're really going to run into or what's going to work best for you. I've been doing some poking around and chatting with people on Instagram who are doing Go Battle League. And from what I've found out there, I'm seeing that uh, they're running into a lot of Alolan Marowak, but they're also finding that running Alolan Raichu is a very good choice as well, as one of my friends has actually managed to get three uh, forfeits out of just leading with Alolan Raichu. So it's really interesting to look at things and find out that it's a little bit different depending on uh, what piece of information you're looking at. So just because you've got a good lead with Alolan Marowak doesn't mean that that's going to be the best Pokemon to choose. So keep that in mind at all times. And don't be afraid to try out different team compositions until you find something that's working for you. Last week, I got stuck in Little Cup and just could not find a winning combination for the life of me until late, late, late last night. Like, so late it was early, about around 2 to 3 a.m. I stumbled on the combination of Dino, Seal, and Vulpex. And that got me up to rank 7. So... Play with your team combinations. Yes, it's a great idea to look at all these rankings and stuff, but don't be afraid to try something a little bit different and maybe risk going a little bit off meta to see if something works better for you that might not necessarily work for somebody else. So keep that in mind. 
as you go into this week. And keep that in mind going into next week as well as we look at the Catch Cup because I will be doing a breakdown for that as well. But basically that's just looking at um, Open Great League kind of setup there. So not really much would change from like a regular Go Battle League season overview. So I think this is going to be the last specialized one before we get into the last week. So with these unique cups, people are finding that it's easier to hit rank 10. And a lot of people are hitting rank 10 pretty quickly. A lot of my friends hit it recently. I'm seeing a lot of people posting uh, Pika Libre on their Instagram feeds. So I believe this is a very relevant question. PokemonGoHub.net decided to put out an article and ask, is rank 10 meaningless? And I'm guessing that's just in general, seeing as how the week has been going. So let's take a look at that article and give you my opinion on it. So the basic overview of the article is a look at someone who hit rank 10 and posted on Silph Reddit a few days ago. And uh, well, at this point, it'd probably be early last week, I think. And basically just giving an overview of what happened to get to that point. Basically what they're talking about is once you hit rank 10, you don't get the rewards that we're used to, the pose or the outfit for the season. They then go on to compare that to the investment they put into the win and how long it took to get there. So basically they've discovered that it takes 50 wins to hit rank 10 and that's 50 total overall, which is interesting, especially for the three week time period that we have. It's definitely achievable. Even if you put off getting those wins till a later time, as I myself did not get started in the little cup as soon as I should have. They then go on to look at the Stardust investment and basically take a look at whether or not it was all worth it. So depending on how you play Go Battle League, you may have pumped a lot of Stardust or TMs or whatever into some of these Pokemon. I do know I've spent at least, I'd say, maybe 90 to 100,000 dust and got a really good rhythm going on Little Cup. I am Stardust broke at this point, but I don't keep Stardust very well (laughs) as it is. I do have a tendency to spend on some of my bigger Pokemon for going after Rocket leaders and such. I am still currently building on a Dragonite. If you're friends with me, you'll notice that's my buddy at the moment. And I'm trying to get it to best buddies and get it built up so I can give it a second move so that when I go to face a rocket leader, it doesn't just like faint immediately. In the end, their opinion is that no, the rewards of getting those 50 wins does not outweigh the stardust costs or the time and effort put into getting them. And that if they wanted it to be equal, then it should have taken more wins to get to. In my opinion, yes, I do understand that, yeah, for some people, it is a bit of a stardust investment if you want to go ahead and try and build Pokemon up for that. I didn't really put too much Stardust into it. I already had a Body Slam Vulpix that was at 500. Um, 
my Dino, I did pump a little Stardust into it to get it built up to a decent enough level. And uh, the Seal, I put a little bit of Stardust into that. I did play around with building up a couple of other Pokemon, but like I said, I've not really spent as much Stardust as they have. So for me, when I do hit rank 10, which knock on wood, I hopefully get there. Uh, I am currently at rank 7 and I have a notorious history of not getting out of rank 7. <laughs> Hopefully I can beat that bad streak this time. But the way I see this is they have promised season 5 was going to be short and sweet because when season 6 hits, it's going to be a bit of an overhaul. They're going to approach it differently and do things differently during season six that we may not be used to or accustomed to. So my guess here is that they want as many people as possible to be able to get that Pikachu Libre before they change out everything in season six. I honestly think that for season six, the rank 10 rewards are going to change. Yeah, you're probably still going to get a pose or something, but I don't see Pika Libre being a top 10 rank reward anymore, or rank 10 reward anymore at this point. So I think that's why season five was done this way, to make it a little bit easier so everybody has a chance to hit that rank 10 at least once and say they've done it. For me, I think this is a unique situation. It is a shorter cup. This is a different take on everything. And yeah, this is basically them testing out more of the specified cups. I personally enjoyed the little cup. I know there are some people that didn't. And I think the idea of a Kanto cup is interesting and unique. And I'm going to enjoy playing through that as well. The catch cup I am a bit frustrated with about the... Um, the restrictions around it I don't think are very good if we had had a regular full season and they put the catch cup at the very end then I could see that being a little more feasible and a little more accepted otherwise just whatever you catch in three weeks that's not really great so me personally I'm really kind of wondering when next week hits, what will I be left with to use? So who knows? But overall, I don't think that it's been rendered completely meaningless. I think that we're going to see things change in season six. So they made season five a little easier as to be just a buffer window slash testing grounds for some of the things they want to try. It'll be interesting to see what happens come season six on December 1st. But otherwise... I, I can understand people being upset about how easy the season actually is. But again, keep in mind, everything's going to change when season six rolls around. Alrighty, I'm going to take a quick break. And then after that, we're going to get down to the nitty gritty. We're going to look at your Pokemon of the week and an introduction to some of the pvpoke.com tools that you can use to help build you a better team. I'll be back in a minute. For my least favorite portion of the podcast, the shameless self-promotion. Thank you so much for listening to this show. I truly, truly appreciate it. If you're following me on any of my social media to get any news and updates, again, I truly, truly appreciate it. I know I, I say it every week. I hope you understand that I'm being genuine and sincere about it. 
You can find this podcast on just about any podcast listening service, including, but not limited to, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. I try to keep every episode posted onto YouTube as well. And if you're listening on any of those, including Apple or Google, just leave a little review and let me know what you think of the show. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure you follow and subscribe and ring the little notification bell. It'll let you know anytime I post a new episode. I am a bit behind. I do have to get last week's up. I will get that done tomorrow, tomorrow evening. Uh, that is from the time of this recording. You can follow me and reach out to me on any of my social media platforms to give me any comments, questions, or constructive criticism. And that is Twitter. My handle is Anthissa21. Instagram, Anthissa.21. And there you can kind of check out my Pokemon Go AR photos as well. And you can also reach me at anerdblog at gmail.com. Be sure to uh, let me know what you think. Send me any stories you want me to talk about on air. If I've helped you, if I've made a mistake, let me know. I want to make sure I'm doing the best I can for you guys. Or for you all. Excuse me. I am still working on making this properly gender neutral for everybody. So... Please forgive me. I'm still working on it. Hard habits break hard. Don't break as easy as they should. You can also check me out on Twitch. I stream Monday, Wednesday, and Friday evenings. I try to be on at 10 p.m. Central. I will more than likely be late. Apologies in advance. You can also check out the Pegasus Podcast and Gaming Discord channel. It is free to join, but if you want a little extra benefit out of it, you can join my Patreon page. For just a dollar, we'll get you special Discord access and other donations past that. You will get a monthly AR wallpaper along with other bits and goodies, including a discount for the Teespring shop that we have merch on, and that's live. And if you're interested in any of that, you can check out any of my social medias. They will have the information on the link tree hub that I have set up in the bio. Again, thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me. Even if you can't donate or join the Patreon or anything like that, just the fact that you're listening to this is more than enough support. And I trust me, I sincerely mean that. Thank you so much for joining me. It means a lot. All right, let's get on with it, shall we? Your Pokemon of the week, and I will figure out how to do this properly at some point. Your Pokemon of the week is going to be Alolan Raichu. Why? Because it is a interesting combination of a Pokemon. It takes key wins against Hypno, Lapras, Shadow Machamp, Dugong, and Shadow Hypno. So if you're having problems with Hypno, Aichu will take care of you. And yes, I did that on purpose. Its key losses, however, unfortunately, are against Alolan Marowak, Snorlax, Wigglytuff, Dragonair, and Alolan Sandlash. So you do run into some issues because a lot of people are going to be running that AWAC. So keep that in mind. Its fast moves are Volt Switch, Thundershock, and Spark with Volt Switch taking the heavy preference at 38.7%. Charged moves, Wild Charge, Psychic, Thunder Punch, and Grass Knot. Wild Charge takes the top preference, and Psychic takes the second. The recommended move set is Thunder Punch and Wild Charge. Wild Charge can pack a nasty punch 
if you're not careful. So block your opponent's HUs carefully. Grass Knot is an interesting move to put on. However, it doesn't always deliver the punch that you want it to. So keep that in mind as well if you're deciding on whether or not to run your HU with Grass Knot. It is primarily Electric Secondary Psychic with weaknesses to Bug, Dark, Ghost, and Ground. However, it has more resistances, Steel, Psychic, Flying, Fighting, and Electric. So definitely keep that in mind if you're deciding whether or not to put it on your bench. At rank 1 and your IVs, you're going to want a 24 and a half rank with IV spread of 115.15. And like I said, that's just preferable. If you have a little more of an attack on it, that is not a problem. So definitely get you a NHU. Totally worth considering. I like the guy. I think it is a wonderful little bugger to play with. And like I said, one of my friends had a situation where they led out with HU and got three forfeits in a row. So he's chunky and he's sturdy. All right, let's get on to your AP Battle Academy topic. And that is going to be an introduction to the tools you can use on pvpoke.com. If you've ever looked at pvpoke, you'll know right away this is a wonderful resource to have, if only just for the rankings, which is usually the only thing I'm really looking at. But I want you guys to get acquainted with some of the other stuff on here as well. There is a battle simulator. There is a training tab uh, to see how well your Pokemon will hand up, handle in your team of three. There's also Team Builder for Sylph Cups. Uh, look at all the movesets. They've got articles you can read. Not to mention, you can sign up to contribute to the website as well. And, of course, you can take a look at their Twitter feed as well from there. So, definitely get over to pvpoke.com and poke around some of these tools and settings. They will definitely help you. Especially if you're wanting to do, like, your own charity cup battle. They do have custom rankings where you can input the restrictions that you want to have on your cup and take a look at what the top Pokemon are going to be there. I did take a look at the custom ranking settings a while back when I talked about uh, the Pokemon Masters podcast having their charity cup. So definitely take a peek at some of this stuff. The battle simulator is select two any two Pokemon to fight against each other in a simulated battle, and it'll basically tell you which one is going to come out on top in a number of situations. Then there is training, which you set up your team of three that you want to take into any league or any cup, and you can set the thing for that, and it'll give you how well your team will hold up to that. My favorite that I found, and I've still got to get used to using it, is the team builder. Basically, this works for the Sylph format of show six, take three, and you build your team of six, and then you you do rate team and you can do this based on all different kinds of information or data you can change it to be all pokemon you can change it to premier cup kanto cup little cup sylph marsh cup uber tier cup or the ghost stadium cliffhanger and see how your team will rank overall in any of those situations your team will get letter grades in several different categories including it fight consistency is it a threat? 
what what is the threat score, so on and so forth. It is definitely worth using. I looked at it uh, at the beginning of the month. I was trying to build a Marsh Cup team. Unfortunately, I didn't get my team built in time to submit to any of the cups that I was wanting to do. So hopefully I will be able to prep that before the next cup in December. Uh, knock on wood. <laughs> uh, so there isn't really going to be a checkpoint Marsh Cup episode like I did last week or last month with the Sunrise Cup, but I will try to be better on my timing and stuff for that. And uh, yeah, that's just a look at what you can uh, play with on pvpoke.com. I do believe over the next couple of weeks, I will take a little more of an in-depth look at those things, give you the breakdowns on what they're looking at and everything, and how you can use this tool to better build your teams and your Pokemon going into Great League, Master League, Ultra League, Sylph Cup, whatever you're looking at. All right, that is a pretty decent show. Not as lengthy as my last one, but hey, Length isn't everything, right? <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Please ignore that. <laughs> Alrighty. I will be back next week with an overview of the Catch Cup. It's basically going to work like an open Great League with restrictions, I guess. And um, PvP Poke doesn't really have rankings for it, so we're just going to take another look at open Great League from that point on. I wish you all the best of luck in your Sylph Cups and in the Kanto Cup as we go forward. And I will see you all next week. Have a wonderful time of day it is wherever you're at. <laughs>